I mm. got caught with Rob Rife Tunnel many times. I'd always be on the south side of the river coming home, and you get to the tunnel late at night. It's usually a Monday night at midnight, I think it is. It would shut. If it, mm. We went south of the river. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. Well, we're going, Dave, aren't we, on Sunday? We are, oh, yeah. Definitely. What's this? We're going to the Backyard Comedy Club. Oh, sorry, to see obviously. Uh, because the crazy ginger cabbie yeah. <laughs> is uh, doing a stand He's not doing a stand-up, so he's comparing. So uh, we're going to go along and uh, have what a night out. I don't know. Is it 7.30? I rely on you, Dave, for the um, statistics. Sure. I think it's 7.30. Are we yeah. eating first? Uh, yeah. Korean? God, I said Korean last time. Yeah, I know, but kids want me to have Korean. Why? Well, so because it's not you. It's no, not because you. I, to be honest with you, I think Korean is literally, there's no difference between Korean and bloody sushi, Japanese noodles, wagamama. It's all but I thought Korean was uh, all barbecue. Is it? Oh, yeah. and we're going in, Davey. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like is it like cook your, own, cook your own meat? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been Korean before. Yeah, yeah, it's, like literally, oh, it's like it literally barbecued meats, beef and pork. Oh, and that's it. We're yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> is there one on Cambridge Heath Road? Did, uh, we'll have to look it up. It's got to be one in that area. We, we'll check it out. There's, I think there's one near, got to be a Korean somewhere. I mean, this is London. Yeah. Yeah, the further you go in. But. What is the funny thing about the Chinese restaurants here? There still is a Chinese community here in Limehouse. And all the Chinese restaurants here, you cannot buy like a chicken curry and rice because the Chinese don't eat a chicken curry and rice. They eat like a smashed crab. In it's good. poured it's good in curry in stuff, yeah. yeah, but it's still in the shell. Okay, well, so that's, it's, that's it's, yeah, that's real. That's the real deal. Oh, it's yeah. really hard because I'm married to half Chinese. Yeah, and when she came into my life, I got to you know eat real stuff, and I prefer it. I mean, stuff that I never thought I'd eat, like you know, like turnip cake and yeah, snake all sorts of weird. No, nothing, nothing <laughs> extreme like that. I haven't tried. I'd try it if it was there. Yeah, but you know, real Chinese food as opposed to special fried rice and chicken. Yes, yes. So you know, I like my dim sum and my you know wonton and blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, and we go. I love being in Hong Kong three times. I keep talking to her about we're going to go back there soon because this will be the first time I've gone back since as a bird photographer. So I was on YouTube oh. looking at what you get to see there. So it'd be, it'd be eye up in food Hong Kong and Hong Kong. It'd be eye up in Hong Kong, wouldn't you? Get some pictures up there. There's all tall buildings out there. I've been to Hong Kong, yeah. I've been to Kowloon as well. Kowloon. Yeah, about Singapore. Your daughter's in Singapore. She's in Singapore. Yeah, we're supposed to be going to Singapore. Mm. I haven't. Got, I I was there briefly. You're going to be doing some um, bubble gum smuggling. Bubblegum smuggling. Yeah, Do you know about that? No, what's oh, that? Oh, you're going jail. It's, it's illegal to take bubblegum in. So. Oh, I've oh, seen that because the I pavements. I thought it was just yeah. on throwing it on the ground. It's just not. Oh, I thought it was a legal commodity as well. I don't know. Okay. We have to I check know. that out. Yeah, We're Google. See, if we had the little secretary doing Google now, well, she I could can do it, but it's like it looks a bit crap. That's very sexist. You assumed it'd be a female. Yeah, yeah well, Logan's got Jamie, hasn't he? You needed somebody who's not on camera. Yeah. I wanted Fiona to be doing it. We haven't oh, asked you a single cabbie question. No, I know, but that's true about this. I have read that, yeah. They, they, there's bubblegum in, in Singapore, isn't it? Because of the pavements. It's not I, a bad idea. You know? It's what, not a bad what, idea. What on earth do we need chewing gum for? No, no, it's terrible. I, I'm sure it's actually illegal. The chewing gum is illegal for the pavements, but I think it's illegal. But you're saying it's maybe just a crime to spit it out. Yeah, you can. I think the gel, gel thing are fine. Hey, Siri, is chewing gum illegal in Singapore? Cannabis in Singapore is, is currently illegal. Chewing gum sells banned in Singapore. It is not illegal to chew gum, but it's against the law to import it and sell it. Import it, oh, see? Import it, so you could, that would be important taking it in. Yeah, if you take it in bulk. But how on earth would you get it if no one can import it? So that's the they deal. So it's a catch, isn't it? Yeah. You can't import it and you can't sell it, but you can chew it. 
So yeah. how did you George, get you, it? You take it off the pavement? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, it's very clever. Maybe to sell it as an individual. Maybe companies like airports and, you know. Well, if you're going to be, yeah, are they going to stop you when you're coming in and say, oh, you've got chewing gum in your bag, like they do take it? Take it off you, surely, if they don't. Mm. Like any foods. Like all different countries have got different regulations on what food you can bring in, haven't they? Shall we do some cabbie questions? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been a cab driver, Justin? 20 years next year. Oh, right. 2004. Wow. Because you came to me in Watts Grove, which was the first, well, the second, the second Wizan school you was at. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you said, you didn't come as a student to attend. You came as a student to pick up bits. Yeah, pick and, up the books. And drive me mad with questions because I knew you had your own ideas. <laughs> and uh, and then your your wife, Hannah, she had a go um, not that Anna, long ago. Anna. Anna. I better correct you early on before. Was so it, why didn't you correct my name? Was it Hannah or Anna? Anna, Anna. Did I say Hannah then? Yeah. Like Hannah Montana, but really it's like Anna. Yeah, Anna Banana. How long did it take you to do the knowledge? Technically, from the moment I picked up the books that got my badge was 23 months. That's good, mid mid Mid-November to mid-October. And I technically, I'll argue I did it quicker because I never actually started doing the books till about three months in, till about January, February of 2003. So what was you doing then? Well, I I had them and I was like, I'll, I'll get around to it. And then I... And it was weird. I went over. My my aunt was in Vegas. She died um, in two thousand two from diabetes complications. I, went, I remember taking the books to Vegas with me, and I said, "When I'm over there, seeing the family, I'll study them." They never came out once, and for I eventually started to look at them, and um, then I got on, worked hard. But mm. I was a I was a minicab driver in Blackheath, and um, I moved from Blackheath to a central London firm. So I could my idea was I could double up studying and working. Because the idea was that you you know visually going with a book, so I was like work nine hours a day and at home doing three or four hours studying, and you know if I got one or two customers in the back, I'd have all my books on the seat, and I could be driving and sort of like every so often look across and go, okay, there's that building, and it knocked off tons of time. Mm. You couldn't have got any of the passengers to test you on the run. <laughs> well, this is it. When the, this is what I missed about being on the knowledge was once I got to twenty eights and twenty ones, how sharp I was. I mean that's gone now, but it's like. People would say, oh, I want to go to Putney. Where in Putney? Upper region. Which, I don't know, which street? Which? How do you know all this? I'm yeah, like, man, yeah. I was on fire. I yeah. missed what number? What <laughs> yeah. number? 47? The, red, the red door. The one with the brick missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're never, once you, once you finish them, you're never as good as again. No, no, it's never. It's fading no, all the time, I isn't say it? to customers, I say to them, when you do the knowledge, you literally you can throw 50% of it away. Yeah. Statues. I've never been asked for a statue. Turn around. No, I'm doing a U-turn. Yeah, it's stu- so I, I don't think the turnarounds teach you to turn around, is it? All the time, it's teacher streets, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, it's just well. the teacher yeah, streets, but yeah. then when they ask you, if you're learning it for um, a route. No, it's nothing to do some, with a some, route. Some of the turnarounds down, down in Streatham or wherever. What's yeah. the point of that? Yeah, you're picking up some streets that you might get. Yeah, what's, asked. The, yeah, but what's the point? You'll no. look them up, you? you won't even remember them. You might remember the name. Forget loads of stuff that you, you know, you're doing the knowledge. You know, they don't ask statues anymore. Okay. So because of the old BLM thing. No, it would be LM. You know, Black Lives Matter, all the, you know, oh, you used to be a slave owner. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good, no, no, it's not because of that. It's because of knowledge boys, to be honest with you. So there was always a few bad knowledge students that kind of couldn't cut it, as it were. Um, And they'd go up and they'd be asked a statue and then they'd get the ump that I'm not knowing anything. But the thing was, as we know, they'd been asking that statue for a couple of months. So you'd seen it. You knew which statue they were asking. They weren't asking a willy-nilly statue. They're asking a specific thing. So you had a chance if you was on 28s and 21s and you'd been pushing the boundaries 
to see it and then go out and visit it. But these guys were not at the boundaries. They were way, way, way down in terms of the stuff they knew. So therefore, they would always moan. They're asking me stuff that's not what cab drivers get asked. So it ended up cutting out a load of interesting blue plaques. Um, mm. I mean, you know where Benny Hill lived? Um, on um, uh, Queensgate. Yeah. So do you know that from the knowledge? Only from the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So the point is me and you know a load of these. Mm. They're all knowledge related. We're going now into the dire straits idea that the, this generation would mm. not have a clue. I know statues that are unbelievable. And no statues, no blue plaques, no interesting historical things anymore. Nothing. So there's a whole band of stuff that they decided you can't ask because you'll never get someone who gets in the cab and asks you to go there. But the point of those points at that time was that when we get to 20s, 21s, we are kind of hopefully at the forefront. We've done all the groundwork and now we're really pushing back boundaries. So for us, we could stop there, but we can't stop there because the examiner keeps asking these new little things that we have to keep pushing on for. And that's what they were. They were the new little things to keep pushing you to go out and find something else. Well, I wonder what was the knowledge like before I did it? Was it those things were what people who came, you know, tourists and that, oh, where was, who was, where was this born? What kind what buildings that things customers ask? Whereas now they don't ask that stuff. Mm. Well, I don't know. Just curious. Was it, you know, if there's a cab driver, that was you know what it is? Well, the more advanced you get as a cab driver, the more you long in the tooth as a cab driver, you get suddenly, I think it's you. That's the problem. Not the passengers. We don't realize it, but, when you first pass out, you're probably asking the passenger what way you'd like to go. No advanced cab driver asks what way you want to go. I do. Still. Yeah, I, I, if, if there's like a multiple route, yeah. I'm like, just just in case if there's like a two or three ways, I will say, do you want to go Edgware Road or do you want to go you know, Kenchurch Street, mm. whichever's quickest. And sometimes, I, I, I like the other night, somebody wanted to go to Porchester Place, picked them up at Gloucester Road, and I went, the park's screwed, high park corner's screwed. I said, mate, it's going to be ages of traffic. I can go around it if you want. So yeah, yeah, it's had long. I said fifteen minutes. We flew there, and yeah, he was happy to pay that little bit. That's, that's giving him advice. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. giving him. Well, that was that was the most different to saying what route yeah, do you yeah, want to go and letting them decide yeah, the route. Isn't that's it? just yeah. one. But I have, I do often say that because I don't want to start go hearing. <sighs> yeah. Well, go back to the yeah. go back to be your first year in the cab with that same problem with the Porchester Place and through the park. Now you know that the parks. Through the park's bad. Did you say Park Lane was bad as well at the same yeah, time? Yeah. So you know those two things. Because of Google Maps. Yeah. Now I'm also a new driver. Oh, right. Yeah. We didn't have- <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, we didn't have sat-nav. So it was just like you had to take your chance. Yeah. As soon as that traffic feature came out, I had my phone open all the time. As soon yeah. as someone says, get in, I quickly go, right. Yeah, I was uh, saying. That route's the clearest. Yeah. I was saying, only map, just the map open, yeah. Just so yeah. you can see anything dark purple. It is, it is anything, 99%. Something you want to avoid because yeah. you'll go head first into it otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it's up to them, isn't it? Because you, 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 Justin says, you, you give them the choice. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I was going to Carry Wharf the other night from wherever it was, Victoria. And I just said, mate, if we, look, the, the Victorian Bankman's solid eastbound. I said, I'm going to go over Westminster Bridge and back over whichever one it was. And they went, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cool. And that's that's, that's reminding me now of what would have happened in the early days, 30 years ago for me. You had to show them the problem. They wouldn't believe you that the problem was there. Mm. So if you knew, you just come through Knightsbridge and you know it's solid, you can't get through it. And you want to, rather than go through Knightsbridge, you want to go above the park and come down at something. And you say to them that, you know they're going to think you're conning me. So you'd have to say to them, nothing, here's the traffic. Do you want me to avoid it now? Mm. And now we'll avoid it and do some manoeuvres. Well, 
you can't prove I do this, but just to say, <laughs> I, I, I'll take the phone off and I'll just go look at the red lines and say, you've got Google. If you just have a check. I'll just say, look, check it out. Yeah. We can't get it. Hey, yeah. I'm a bit out of date on modern cab driving. This is what it is. I'll give you a quick example just to hold it up and you can, I'm going to screenshot this so you can put it up. Just mm-hmm. That's what I'll just, just quickly put on. Knightsbridge is heavy. No, you can see Regent Street's there. Well, obviously we all, we all know the lines. That yeah. There's Knightsbridge. Oh, Regent Street. So you can, and I'm not saying you're going to go down Regent Street anyway, but just as an example, you would go, course yeah and often if you're still working this like late of the night you, you there's tons of roads to avoid stuff the yeah. later it gets because most roads are quiet there's something going on somewhere that's what you want to avoid don't you, you want to avoid deep purple red spots yeah, yeah. even at go, the top for the, of, go for the green even at the top of west carriage drive in the so in, in the, the serpentine at the top there only has to be a tiny bit of red you think oh that'll only be five or six cars it can be 10 cars but four light changes mm. so it's, unless it's um, absolutely clear i don't go through yeah the park so the whole job has changed now with technology that what we would actually do and how we think about things. Yes. Was you, did you start off in the days with a map on your lap? Um, I, well, I, I didn't, didn't need to because I had the knowledge. But no, but if you said if, like... If they said a road I didn't know, yep. I had a little torch clipped onto the, onto the, the seatbelt and I was like... I knew you'd have a gadget. <laughs> Oh, did. We always drove an A to Z back in the 80s. Yeah, you had yeah, to. On a truck. I always drive trucks in town. Yeah. Then, and you'd have A to Z open. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And you'd be counting the roads, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the fourth on the And that's what I think we benefited from like, when we did the knowledge. Because yeah. you've looked at an A to Z yeah. all your life. Yeah. Someone like my James is doing it now. He's never, he doesn't know what A to Z is. Still no. have, I still have my old one there because if that, if your GPS goes, yeah, I've had it go a couple of nights where I couldn't log on and oh, I was. Wow. Sw- yeah, you don't think of that as well, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I had a set, I had an iPhone 8 before this and I haven't sold it and it's run out the other, but what I did is I bought, a, I bought a SIM on another network. So, and you know, with a cheap monthly tariff so that if my Vodafone goes down, I've got orange to back up yeah. on as a, you know, so far it's not had any trouble, but um. That's what I did. Hmm. But you've got to use it. Because even, even though they say one of these roads in Unno, Victoria Hackney, it can be like one way like this, one way like that, and then, you know, one way somewhere else in the middle. Ebury Street, it's mo- multiple yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah. So you have to get the number off them and put it in so you know to go down Elizabeth Street to get in there or yeah. whatever, you know. So uh, you, you absolutely need technology. I'll tell you another example. If you was, uh, say, like the drivers who live outside or out towards the M25 or beyond, and you're, you're finished now and you're going home, and it's midnight, one o'clock in the morning, roads are empty, right? No. They start nighttime roadworks. You still got better off <laughs> yeah. putting in home <laughs> yeah. just to check. And if it sends you a route you're not normally going, go, why is that? Then have a look. Yeah. Because you'll get stuck one night at one in the morning. Every other road's empty and you've gone past the last. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, yeah. even then, check. Yeah, the, the A2 isn't yeah. as bad. The A13 is, I don't do them. I can't. So the A2, I'm on the A2, but the A13s, I just see drivers moaning about it, being yeah. trapped there every night because of some accident or. Yeah. You know, it's hell. I actually have a, had a cousin who packs up driving a black cab. He lived out near uh, Basildon, and uh, he said, I just couldn't stand it coming in anymore. Well, he's coming in always from Basildon. Yeah, every, he used to come in. Track. And he said, I, I, there was always something on the A13. Mm, he said, yeah. always something. He said, either couldn't get in or couldn't get home or something. He said, in the end, drove me mad. He said, so I, I'd had enough. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. I got mm. caught with Rob Rive Tunnel many times. I'd always be on the south side of the river coming home, and you get to the tunnel late at night. It's usually a Monday night at midnight, I think it is. It mm. would shut. I think mm. we went south of the river. <laughs> This is what's always funny when people say that to me. If I didn't go south of the river, I wouldn't be able to get home, would I? I'll be the same, I'm certain. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, you've got to use you gotta use tech. You know, people said this the end of us with Google Maps. Well they didn't realise it's also makes us better mm-hmm. because it's got our knowledge combined with uh, maps 
tracking you know like you might know the shortest route but actually it's it can figure out which is the and sometimes i've tried to beat it it is bang on for the amount of time it gets yeah it'd be one minute quicker to go this way and a couple of times i've gone rubbish i can beat that and i've been three minutes slower yeah and it's, it's pretty accurate with uh timing is yeah have to use it and you see cabbies caught in place like mate that's been on that's easily spotted <laughs> on ways or you should not be sitting in that jam but they, re- they, they refuse. You get them on Twitter. I'm not touching SatNav. I didn't do the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, and they complain, I didn't need a postcode. Oh, so you know every road in Cambridge or you know every road in, yeah. you, know, you know that alleyway. I don't know every road Lewis. where I live. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. There's so many roads. If somebody hails me in Bexleaf, I'll be sweating. <laughs> now, I'm the worst in, I'm the worst in my land. And here, Salmon's Lane. This, I'm born and bred here. And they tested me the other day. They said, you know, I think Car Street or whatever. They started asking you streets here. I don't know. I've been up and down. I've even got friends that live in them. But I don't know the names of the streets here. <laughs> so unless it's asked on the knowledge, unless it has a route on it, I don't know it. No, you could be, it could be the next one to where you live. Next one to where you live, yeah, yeah definitely. You wouldn't know it. No. Yes, I, when I was, when I was, <laughs> I was a minicab driver um, in 97, 97 to 2002, Four. And I lived in Kenya Road in Charlton. And I picked up a customer one day. He said, Kenya Road. I went, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and when he said lefty, I went, oh. <laughs> I'd lived there for 10 years. Uh, well, you know, that's the job. Did I, I lived in the uh, turning years ago, many 30 years ago or more, called Gables Close, of a Bramdean Crescent. It was a bearing road near Grove Park, near the South Circular. And when we first bought this brand new wimpy home the first night there we were woken up to a, what we thought was an earthquake and everything was shaking the, the pictures were shaking everything was shaking in the place and we sat up and we we're only young and, and the, we'd be next to Hivergreen uh, railway depot so all the goods trains were coming in and shook the apartment like unbelievable did you buy that house Oh, I'd already bought it. I didn't know overnight. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. eventually, after some weeks, we got used to it and we slept through it and we lived there for a couple of years. Well, years and years later, 30 years later, I got a job and it wanted to go SE12. And yeah. that was where, where he was. And when she said, well, you won't know it, but it's off of uh, Bering Road. I said, which one? Bramdean, it's off Bramdean Cross. Well, cable, cable's close. <laughs> I said, do the flats still shake of the night? She went, do they? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. not only did I know where that one was, I even knew that a flat shook during the night. That's one of those things where they, they say before you buy a place, go and, you know, like scope it out for a week yeah. beforehand. See who lives nearby, what cars pull up, what kind of people go by, noises, da da da. Sit yeah. outside in the car and watch it because they're not going to tell you something. Why are you selling it? Yeah, and how did you sell it? It went straight away. I mean, obviously we didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you but you have to do say, well, Surely you knew it was by a train station. I mean, for well, yeah, but I think I, I, how old was I then? Twenty, okay. twenty-one. Oh, you yeah. must have been rich. You bought a house when you was what? <laughs> yes, Jeez. I think it was a second place. So, but yeah. you could do that back then. You, you could, could get you mortgages. You could yeah, just yeah. make a call and you had a mortgage. Yeah, I lived in a camper van till I was twenty-six. No, well, no, this is nine. Well, no, I think the first place I bought was nineteen eighty-six. So when would that have been? That may have been. That 80, would, a house, 88, I think. A house would have only been double your your, your salary now. Back yeah, then, but then. you could just pick up the phone. It was like, I yeah. mean, nowadays they want to know everything. But you just said what you wanted to say and they gave you. you know. They were, it they were like now. I think I remember the prices around then would have been a flat in East Ham, where it would have been 60,000. Yeah. And your wages would have been 20,000. So it kind of would have been three times wages back then mm. to get, a, which is now is nowhere near it, is it? 15 times wages, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, the mortgage will go for I mean, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years and beyond now, aren't they? They're going to end up... Do you know the, the new mortgages? Yeah. Is it me and you when someone was telling us? No, not, I don't know. Because it's gone from 20, 25, 30 and beyond. And the new mortgage will be that your children will take it over when you die. Oh, right. Mm. So Inherit that, the mortgage. Yeah, because you won't be able to pay it in your lifetime. Well, that's the only way that society, I think, can go on now is your children have got to start looking after their parents because the system, the NHS can't cope. And, uh, the, you know, you're not going to get cover for these people. No, we do. Well, i still got my father. We, we won't, I won't, he won't go nowhere. But he's 91 years dead, but he'll stay with us. All right. You're going to look after him? Yeah. Because uh, there was a thing I saw about um, going in old people's homes and there's a couple that worked out that a cruise for a month was 1500 or something, wasn't it? And the, in the old people's home was two grand. So they went on a cruise for two years or whatever. I think it was. they've just bought. They've just they're staying in. That's all they die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheaper. Staying, staying so why don't we buy ships then? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's cheaper to do that, it does get a bit strange. I mean, I'd imagine as well in Turkey that you got the full board hotels. That I guarantee you could get a year's stay in a full board hotel cheaper than you could get to stay in an old people's home. Is Not the, sure. Is the is the um, conversion still like five times what it was? The now, thirty-six to one now. Okay, what was it a year ago? Oh, a year ago, not too different. But going back four years, it was like ten to one. Going back twenty years, it was two to one. Good bird watching in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mister Price used to come and do his bird watching in he Turkey. Was really? Yeah. Oh, Price, he was into that. Why is it called Twitter or Twitter? Whatever you Twitching, call it. Twitching. Twitter. Twitching. Twitching. Why is it called that? <laughs> Twitching. Why, it, why are you twitching? I'd have to go online. I imagine. I, I think it's got something to do with the, the towel. Twitch. A bird twitches? Is it, you think? Yeah, the towel twitches, didn't it, on the bird? Some of the, like, a, what's the black and white one called? The house martin kind of warbler. House martin warbler? There's a, <laughs> That's a new species. Yeah, the house martin warbler. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some sort of nervous twitch. The house martin cockatoo yeah. sparrowhawk. No, I don't know. I, I think it might be. You know a house martin is black and white, little thing? Yeah. And then there's another black and white one. There's a little one. And I think it's a warbler is the other black and white one. I don't know. I'm not very good at birds. If it ain't a sparrow... Mm. And a pigeon, two legs. Yeah, so the house martin is like a is like a swallow. Those ones that yes. fly around constantly in the air, like black the black dots going round. Right. And the warblers are usually in a in a bush, walking, jumping around on on. And I think there's one called a wagtail, which yeah. is a little uh, black and white. Oh, usually on the floor, yeah. With a long, it's got a yeah. longish. So I'm I'm presuming that's the twitch. Yeah, that's the wagtail, and then you've you know the other birds, yeah, wagtail, and um, yeah, some some of them have the um. What are they like? Red shank. They sort of do this. <laughs> the kingfishers do this. Yeah, <laughs> I like a kingfisher. With the Star Wars uh, stormtrooper thing. Yeah. Have you have you ever done the, the the children's magical taxi tour? Because I don't know. Is Star Wars. I made, did it. I did it, it once to Brighton. The Brighton one. Uh, that's a different one to this one. It goes to Paris. Okay, well, yeah. but it's the because of the Disney theme. I don't know. Does who makes Star Wars? Yeah, Disney. Wouldn't they love to see him turn up? Oh, yeah. Well, he might not be allowed. No, if I allowed. drove that, I'd be in trouble in the costume. Do you fit in it? Huh? Do yeah, you yeah but I drove, I did a video. My first, the reason I call myself Stormcap is I did a video of me driving in the, but I wasn't in the, I was only chest plated and shouldered and helmet. We're in the, like three in the morning yeah. and I quickly whip it off. It was in the middle of Putney where there was no one around and I could do that. Yeah. And not, you know, because the visibility see? was terrible. Um, but you can't, you physically could not, you can almost not sit down in it as it is, let alone get into a vehicle. So I had nothing on from sort of the waist down except trousers. But you're a little so, short for a stormtrooper. I'm sitting six foot one. Man. <laughs> did you not get the, this, this, uh, is it, did you not get the line? Oh, uh, 
Princess, <laughs> Princess Leia says it to Luke Skywalker. She can tell he's not a he's, he's a little short for a stormtrooper, isn't he, Luke Skywalker? She says to him. I no, but know. I did. I did the no. I did one. The problem is with the tours; they're always I work nights, mm. and they're always what setting off at five o'clock. Yeah. So my body clock is on the other side of the the planet. I tell you one day you are, you are forty years old. You can forty five, <laughs> six. You can get That's my right. excuse anyway. Oh, sorry, I, I put twenty years between us earlier. I know it's only ten. So yeah. you know. What about yourself? He's fifty. We're the same. Fifty six, fifty seven, twenty eight. I'm fifty eight. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Where, yeah. where, where are you? You're 57, younger yeah, than me. Yeah, 57. Yeah, I'm younger than you. Cause I, and I look it. You remember what 57-year-old Zeus... Sorry. 57-year-old Zeus to look like. Old man. It's like oh, we, yeah, yeah. Things have changed, haven't they? That is a really funny thing that we yeah. do. All my dad's friends, when they were in their 50s, they were already on for death. I'm sure of it. And they yeah. were, all probably died in their 50s and 60s. Smoking and drinking. You know. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was just the way they dressed back then. It's like the, one of the first things, is, you know, back then... Was, yeah, it would have been a, a giveaway was up there, the belt. Yeah. Um, but just the style, you could see a 30-year-old back then and they look like a like a father who had a 20-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, just their, their hairstyle and their moustache. and yeah. Just, I think they just worked just harder style. though, didn't they? Their physical work as well? Worked harder. Generations well, we, before us worked harder. I mean, you can't yeah. say that the influences on are working hard, are they? I think smoking mm. and drinking has a massive, more massive effect than people can imagine. Yeah. I mean, well, look, you, you know, you, you look worse for the wear. I know. I, I'm, I'm just thinking, I wish I lived in those days. All that smoking and drinking sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is the theory. I ha- Well, it's not probably other people. But why, you know, you see these pictures now of people, these huge fat people on a beach, and then they show the 60s and they say, what happened? And my theory is because smoking is an appetite suppressant. Mm. That's what it was. You just smoked and it's like it stopped you being. Oh, I, I think it's because food wasn't in abundance. <laughs> But then I, I wasn't around Fast in the sixties, but I'm yeah. I'm sure you could. A lot of the food was still like you know battered fish and chips. It would have been, but uh, bat, and fish and chips would have been a major treat. Yes, it would have been a big treat. We okay. ne- we never got often got fish and chips. Yeah, okay. We got crackling. We crackling yeah, crackling, crackling. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, crackling. But we never got. I wouldn't. See, uh, rare. Now, I got a bit of cod. I can tell you. Right now, yeah. that stuff would be called junk food, like bad for your heart. But it's from an animal. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's crackling. Yeah. No, it's oh no, crackling. no, you're talking about pig crackling. We're talking about fish crackling. Oh, right, in the yeah. so basically fish batter, waste. They called it waste, waste, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was I watching the other day when he said he used to, it was, um, oh, what's the celebrity chef, Martin, he said he used to do that. when George he Martin. Fishing, yeah, he'd go and get fish and chips for the family and he'd say, give me all the scraps. Yeah, yeah. and people call it a different thing. We used to call it crackling. Mm. Yeah, and uh, they'd give it for free. In all the chip shops, all the kids would turn up and get it for free and then they started charging. Started we were talking about yeah. uh, 5p and so on. Outrageous. It was outrageous because that was my only sort of like food, nourishment. You just go fishing, didn't you? Bag of chips, a bit of cracking. Yeah. Portion of crackling. Oh, you, couldn't, you couldn't afford the fish, could you? How could you afford the fish? So, yeah, then? even uh, that's the thing. So even our generation, we were brought up, luckily, um, not on diets that were super fatty. It was just superficial. We, we, if you could eat, um, like you said about the broken biscuits. Yeah, pizza. So rooms. a broken biscuit would have been a treat, a bag of broken biscuits, whereas now people are eating them American cookies, but they're eating abundance every day. For us, it would be like, well, you know, yeah. we don't have biscuits. It was cooked dinners, though, as well, weren't they? Weren't out of the box. No. You never got a choice like that. They school dinners, have, I think school dinners were very good. Yeah. yeah but even whatever, whatever was cooked, it was your tea, wasn't it? Yeah. Your tea's ready. There was and, no and, menu. And yeah. come, come, say, for instance, just go for Sunday. After five o'clock, you wanted a treat. There's nothing open at all. Yeah, yeah. Now there's corner shops and everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah Sundays. Was, yeah, I, I think, not from the religious point of view, but it was just, it's nice cultural point of view of having Sundays closed. 
You but, still have it closed? Yeah, bring it back. Shut everything down on Sunday. Pubs two two twelve two two. Oh, yeah. Well, pubs are still working to sort of um, sociable hours, aren't they? Even though they can open twenty four hours, can't they? Yeah, but they used to be twelve till two, wasn't it? Only open for two hours years ago, wasn't it? On yeah, Sunday. Get, on a get, Sunday. Do you get yeah, customers sun. moaning about that? They say, "Where can we go for a drink?" I say, "Off twelve. And I'm like, "It's where we've now got twenty. We've given the twenty four hour license, and I have to say, there's nowhere. Yeah, nowhere's open. So no one took it. Yeah, yeah. strange that. And then yeah, who's, well, who's going to be there at three in the morning? Somebody wants to buy alcohol. You take them to a thing that says 24-hour alcohol. You go, they say, no, we don't serve it after 11. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Do they have to pay, like, extra tax if they s- sell it after so a certain time? So off-licensed, they don't still take... They've still got to tell the police. They've still got to be in there. They've still, they can't just sell it whenever you want, can you? Well, alcohol. Yeah. Pubs, pubs can. No, but I mean... A pub, a pub can't just open 24 hours. He still has to tell the licensing officer, surely. Oh, I think he does have to say, I'm going to be open 24 hours, and they might be able to say, you can't because you're in an area where yes, you've yeah. got trouble. I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's just the staffing, like trying to get people two to or three or four people opening a pub, paying their shifts, their wages and electricity prices. Stay open. Three people might only come to drink, so yeah. they're just done the numbers and like, it's not worth it. Yeah. No, but it's not a drinking culture anymore, is it? Unless you're in a... No, they're always the pubs are always open. Do you remember? Did you ever go to the pubs like the print workers' pubs and the market pubs? Spitfield, Smithfield. Yeah, there was one on the Wapping. What was mm-hmm. that one? The Caxton. But on, they on were the they were twenty four hours because of the market they, workers. They used to open at four in the morning. They yeah. for the print, wasn't it? Yeah, proper drinkers. Yeah, I, I used to work nights. If we finished at six in the morning, we used to have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> we did in the Caxton down the highway. Those were the days. Yeah. You see, that was what was. That's how our conversation started off, at, and now we've gone full circle. And it is this reminiscing of what the days were. There was something good about it, um, and the reason I actually love Turkey is they still have some of the things that we've lost. So, for example, there is in my street probably two or three tailors. You want your trousers taken up? You run to the shop around the corner. It's fifty pence. He takes the trousers up. There's about ten bakers. There's no going to the supermarket to get your bread. And I go to my favourite baker every day. He knows me and he's brilliant. Um, there's about four picture framers. I need to say frames. I go to the picture right there. Everything is there in the high street. And the, none of them are making big dough. Whereas here it's about, do you own a chain of shops across the country and you, you are the, the picture framing place? If you had to get a picture framed, where would, do you know a picture framer that you could think of at top of your head? Yeah. Oh, you do? Well, you just, just, just Google it. Yeah, you would Google it, and you'd have to go somewhere, or you'd send it off to the but internet. But it's, it's also, it's very pricey. If you think a picture frame, I'd, I guarantee it'd be like 40, 50 quid. Whereas oh, in Turkey... More than that. You're, yeah. you're, I assume you're taking your salary to Turkey, where it's times 30 times the... Oh, you know, but without to locals, any doubt. that 50p that it costs to do the trousers might be someone's a salary oh. for someone for a day. It, it for seemed, you, it's yeah. like just you know money found down the back of the couch. If you imagine then if from the cultural point of view of imagining it in England and you say that a bottle of water at the moment costs us 20 pence for a bottle of water and then four years from now, it's actually going to cost you five pounds. That's the inflation that they've dealt with. So we're now saying, bottle of water, five quid, I ain't paying that. It was 20 pence four years ago. It's... The price increase is just astronomical. I bought a table when I went there first time. I bought a table that was two to the pound. Two lira, one pound. Now it's 36 lira is one pound. And that's the inflation over 20 years. So I go there with my money and I'm happy because we're on European money. I wonder if that's that's obviously going to have brought them a lot of business. You know, people are coming in and spending money that locals can't spend. Well, they taxed it. So... 
I was about to buy a car and I can't afford a car in Turkey. Oh. The new BMW X3, whatever it is, nothing big deal, probably about 40 grand here is a hundred grand there. Right. So they put a hundred and something percent tax on it and they're going to put it up again. Yeah, I noticed that when I travel, when I go to like Costa, when I went to Costa Rica recently, a guy was saying, one of the hotel workers was saying, oh, that's a nice camera. What did you pay for it? And when you try and buy those things there, they're like four times the price. Yeah. I'm almost like, part of me is like, you know, there's a little thing going on here. I could take trips over here, bring a couple of cameras, sell them to the hotel staff, pay for the, the trip and go back. Yeah. That's what people do. I yeah. mean, you can't but do it for cars, to, but you, you can yeah. do it for that. You probably have to find the fine line of, you know, yes. you're making some money that's not being taxed. You have to, you know, I'm not going to jail for something stupid and yeah. making a 500 quid or something. People think it's bad, but the idea is obvious. Um, the regular guy in the street who's struggling to buy a loaf of bread and milk is not buying camera lenses. Mm. The person who's buying camera lenses is the rich locals. And if they can want to buy a camera lens, then we'll make it really expensive. And if they want to buy it, they can still buy it. The problem they then have, though, is that that person's rich enough to actually fly out the country and have an holiday and buy stuff abroad anyway. So you don't you don't win generally. But with cars, they've got you. Mm. So if you want a car, the, the problem is as well, though, there's another catch. My wife's BMW is 10 years old, is worth £30,000. It's a 10-year-old BMW. So if you make a new car, hundred grand, then the second-hand ones are all in that respect as well. And you can't bring one in from Europe. So... So what do they do? Does Turkey make cars? They do. And I was thinking they make a new one called a TOG. It's a new Turkish electric car. And it looks lovely. And I thought to myself, we should ask about that, Sarah, because it's being Turkish, it might not be in the tax band. It will be just a straightforward car price. She won't buy because it's Turkish. (laughs) 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 I've never heard of it. No, you won't have done. You won't have done. It's a lovely looking car. But you, they've, they've you, gone for it. You watch, you'll be like Skoda or Lada. <laughs> Not Lada, but Skoda was, it was a joke one day. And it's like, yeah. remember we were, we were laughing at um, Tog? Was yeah. it Tog? It's Tog, it's called a Tog. Yeah, we're all laughing at Tog and now they've got SUVs and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like the Skoda of, yeah. It looks beautiful. It really looks beautiful. And I think the technology of cars has changed because it's a battery and a steering wheel now. If you make the outside shell not made of a Vauxhall from the 1970s, so it's not going to rust, it's, they're all lovely, aren't they? The technology now for cars is kind of evened out. I don't think any car rusts now, does it? No, you don't. Oh, they do, because I've seen TXE's drivers saying, I've had this for nine months, I can already see a rust spot. Really? Mm. Genuinely, they can see a rust spot? That's what I saw. I saw somebody say it. I say, here we go. Really, I, I haven't seen a rust spot on a cab since the fairway come off the road. No, mine, mine I've got, um, I just sold my... My storm, my last one, 12 years, came up to 12 years. I was needing probably a grand's worth of, of um, body, work? body work done for rust that was bubbling. And even this one's got a little bit. When I bought it, it was second hand with like a month to the inspection. And with what was on there, I said, am I going to get through that inspection with those bits? And he said, yeah, they'll just get through. And I luckily I, I chanced it and I didn't get any work done to it. And they, they mm-hmm. just let it They I didn't let, I failed on a few other things. Um, and... Um, but they never said anything about the, about the rust. It wasn't obvious. It was like, but you can see it start the bubble inside the door frames yeah. and on a couple of the edges at the back of the, the bonnet. You got rust on yours? No. no. Where can people find you? What's the links? Just Twitter. Storm Cab everywhere. Just Google yeah. it, whatever, Twitter. On Storm, and you're not making any more videos. I like the oh. one where you were eating your lunch the on pictures. your steering wheel. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tom Tom did, uh, I did a video of the, uh, 
the the cooker didn't call cooker, which got me so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did it and got like tens thousands of like, tens of thousands of. Yeah, I, actually no, that one when I made it, it had about hundred thousand views. That wasn't too bad. Wow, you got an hundred thousand views. That was idiot. back then. That was back then. That was like ten years ago. It was wow. like hundred thousand. But yeah, I've been on my. I've got a lot of stuff like a few bits taken from films, but some a lot of my videos are in a hundred, two hundred thousand back then. Yeah. So if I'd have kept it up, but it's like, I, it must be an age thing. I'm like. I can't be honest. It's like you've, yeah, you I know if you get into it, it, you've got to then produce something on a regular basis mm -hmm. to keep everybody happy. You see a lot of these podcasts that take off, they go from once every two weeks, then it's every day. Yeah, nice. No, and they, these people, I see them, they've got no life. They don't do yeah. anything. Really? I had a website, Stormcab, and it was like I created it for putting information for me first. Like it was like abbreviations for mm. Twitter, like Bone and. Um, you know, H, um, Hyde Park Corner, HPC, what's that? Hyde Park Corner, because all the butters would come onto the work channels. And what's this abbreviation? Mm. What's bone? It's Marilla Bone. Meat, what's meat on the bone? It means there's work at Marilla Bone Station. And I put it on there for me, first of all. But I thought, put it on there so everybody, and then it was like, put garages numbers on there, you know, insurance, da da da. Mm. And somebody, another cab driver said, we should start charging for this. And we got together. And I just said to him, you know what? Cab drivers won't want to pay for anything. No. And I just, we just forget it. And I, I gave up the website a few years ago. I stopped doing it uh, because, yeah. and then a couple of years later, somebody said, have you still got that website? See, that's why I don't do it because <laughs> nobody's even noticed it's gone. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's, it's not going to, I don't think it's, I, you, know, you know, you've got this podcast going, but it's like, it's not going to get the number for me to get involved in something. Like if you always, you know, people say, why don't you start one? I said, it would be so much work and you'd have to, you'd have to be, you have to quite, you couldn't do it about cabin. It'd be too narrow, Yeah, you know, but it's like the fitness podcasts I listen to them are the ones I, my favorite ones now, they started off as fitness, but now I, especially like this one called mind pump, which is like, I had a, one of the best experiences of my life a month ago, the day before I went to Costa Rica, biggest fitness and table podcast in the world based in San Francisco. And, they, they, I mean, they still do fitness stuff, but the, my favorite bit of theirs is just them chatting shit, you know, talking yeah. about what they've seen in the news, what they're doing with their family. And then when they turn to the fitness stuff and it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, okay, I kind of yeah. know that, you know, squats and deadlifts, but I just like them talking. And anyway, the point was, was that one day I saw them, uh, when they were coming over to London, this was a month ago, and I messaged them saying, do you need a cab? Yes, they did. And they said, come to dinner with us. So they took ah. me to dinner. And it was like, I was... I was, I'm still floating from it now. I can't believe it. it took me to the Hawksmoor, and um, yeah, I got pictures of me which one? The, uh, the one in Canary Wharf. because ah. one of the guys there, there's Mind Pump and there's Max Lugavere. He's like a New York Times best-selling author, and and when they said we're going to pick him up first, I went, oh man, two of the biggest bodies, <laughs> and he was at Canary Wharf, and they wanted to go into Central London, and I was like, uh, why do you want to? It's like busy there. Why, will you go down there just just because you think you have to? And he went, no, no, we just want some food. I said, mate, Canary Wharf's got loads of stuff. And he said, I said, what do you want? He said, steak, we're fitness guys. I went, Hawksmoor. And I went, say, see you later, I'll pick you up later. And they went, come to dinner with us. I went, <laughs> I'm <laughs> hungry. I'll have some of that. Yeah, it's a buzzing. Justin Snedden, thank you for coming along. Been really a pleasure. Um, we have literally talked for two hours, which is a nightmare, as you say. People don't understand the hard work that goes yeah, into it. Uh, yeah, people used to say that long format doesn't work and Rogan's the biggest podcast in the world because a lot of people are doing things for hours on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just want to put a podcast in. And just have it going. Just go. Well, we had it, Dave. Did you see the comment you got? Well. On the, one of the messages, it said, uh, I love you and uh, Dave's podcast. I just wish it goes on longer. 
Oh, that one, that message, yeah. <laughs> yes.